0: Welcome to a special segment of Women Investing in Women and Girls for our premium subscribers on the State of Women Radio Network, the world's leading voice for women and girls who are transforming private equity, venture capital, crowdfunding, angel, and impact investing. Now, here's Women Investing in Women and Girls.
1: Welcome to Women Investing in Women and Girls on the State of Women Radio Network. I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe. And I'm Manu Bardwatch. And we're thrilled to welcome our guest today on the show, Carolyn Rods, who is the founder and CEO of Circular Board. Now, Carolyn, welcome on air. It's great to have you. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Great. And just to start off our conversation today, um, if you could tell us more about your background uh, prior to starting Circular Bar- Board.
0: Sure. I started off in investment banking. I worked for J.P. Morgan um, and... Followed that by starting my own company. I, I started pretty early at age of 25 in a totally different industry. I jumped from investment banking into the retail industry, which was um, a, a major uh, 180. And learned a lot about about entrepreneurship and what it really took to run to run a business. Um, it gave me a really good, different perspective on. Just the world of business in general, um, but but I realized. while I knew, you know, a lot from my investment banking days. There was it was really an entirely new learning curve um, in terms of running my own company. Right. So, uh, you know, did that, and then uh, later started investing and in advising in other companies, and that's what led me to starting Circular Board, which is a uh, virtual accelerator for women entrepreneurs.
1: Fabulous. Now I want to talk to you about the fact that you have this background both in entrepreneurship and investing. Um, we've come across a few of those on the show on the show, and I think that having that background is so powerful because you understand both sides of the conversation. Um, so I want to talk to you about a statistic that you know many people know out there that you know women entrepreneurs receive a very small fraction of all venture capital funds as opposed to their male counterparts. Um, yet, studies show that women-funded businesses bring in higher returns. So if you could comment on that and um, you know, explain how something like that could even be possible.
0: Yeah, I work with women entrepreneurs you know, every day. And one of the things I notice a lot is that they are waiting longer to ask for money, which is a large part of, of why we see that statistic, that they're getting less of the capital. Um, when they're asking for capital, they're asking for less oftentimes. And then, of course, it comes down to you know I think what the you know we hear a lot in the media is this idea of um, you know bias and and, you know unconscious bias and investors you know not recognizing why they're necessarily investing in the companies that they're investing in. Um, And so I, I think it's it's twofold. It's partly you know relies on women themselves, and then partly on on the investor community where we really focus through circular board is on that first piece of what can women do differently to access capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part of that question that you asked is, is women you know, performing better once they've received the capital. And, and a large part of that is for that very same reason, women are a little bit more risk averse. They tend to be a little bit more thoughtful about money, which is why they wait longer to ask for it in the first place. But once they get it, they're very responsible, um, Users of capital, and so they're you know a safer investment in many ways. Um, It's just a little bit harder, I think, to get to get the capital in their hands.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, let's talk about the big the big idea of the day. uh, This fabulous accelerator called Circular Board. Um, And so, what I found interesting in in looking at you know your background and starting other businesses is that I was wondering, you know, you went from an entrepreneur to start, to starting an accelerator, and it made me think, um, you know, the premise of this accelerator, was it to address some of the problems that you personally faced when you were an entrepreneur?
0: Definitely. You know, for me, I I felt like when I started my first company, I had a good idea of how business worked. I'd worked with a lot of successful CEOs through investment banking. I'd seen, you know, very much felt like I understood the financial side of things and the business side of things, What I didn't understand and didn't even know that I didn't know was what it took to navigate the startup ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a huge learning curve and a very costly learning curve for me as an entrepreneur and one that, you know, as I started seeing other entrepreneurs that I was investing in experience those same pitfalls, recognize that we had to do something differently. And so Circular Board is very much about helping entrepreneurs navigate the startup ecosystem, connecting them with, with mentors, connecting them with sources of capital, uh, connecting them with media and really getting them in the right networks to help fuel their businesses forward. And also I think just in terms of, you know, general mindset, really getting them thinking along the lines of what it takes to scale a business, because it's one thing to start a company and to make an income. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they have a, a good opportunity to make money where a lot of them stop is, you know, how are they actually building a, an independent, sustainable business that, that stands alone. Even when that founder is gone, that company can still proceed.
1: Absolutely. So you mentioned it earlier that Circular Board is a virtual accelerator and I don't think we've come across one of those before on the show. So can you explain a little bit about how that works and how that really works in the benefit of the entrepreneur and the investor and anyone else who's involved in the network to help them grow and scale?
0: Yeah, so I took two years when we started thinking about what women really needed um, and just researched why certain women entrepreneurs were succeeding and why certain of them weren't, Um, we looked at a lot of the startup resources that women weren't benefiting from as much as they could or should and looked at the structure of what was working and what wasn't. And one of the things that we saw was this accelerator model that it's really beneficial to the companies that are participating. When you look at programs like Y Combinator or TechStars; they're they're amazing programs, and we're seeing them crop up, you know, all over the place um, in different verticals and different uh, you know geographic locations. But the problem is, for many women, is that we tend to be more likely to start companies as a secondary income. So we have actually full-time jobs and we're moonlighting on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, Or we have families, we're we're taking care of children, or we have spouses, you know, careers that we're deferring to in many cases. And it's a lot harder to uproot and move to Silicon Valley or to New York or to dedicate um, a, a very structured amount of time per week to an accelerator. Right. That said you know, once women participate in them, they're, they're doing great in terms of performance. So the first thing we looked at was how do we take that content and that structure and that model and apply it in a format that women will actually be receptive of, and that was the virtual model. So that's how we started uh, with this virtual model, really looking at what would happen if all of the women in the world had access to a program, you know, to one of these top tier programs, and that means women in developing countries and Women in even in the United States and cities that may not have these resources in their backyard, or even in, in where they do have those resources right there, um, they just don't have the flexibility in terms of time to commit. Um, you know, a set time each week. That's so, uh, yeah, that was kind of how the how the structure started. And then, you know, what we found as a result is that there's great benefit in terms of accessing mentors and investors that you know, you may be in New York, but what you really need is access to a mentor who lives in California. And and we're able to bring those conversations together because of our virtual model.
1: Right. And I think, you know, you bring up a very valid point that, you know, when we talk about entrepreneurship and access to capital and where the opportunities are, you know, New York was named one of like the best cities, I think, to have a startup and, you know, you always hear about Silicon Valley and there's all this attention to the East Coast and West Coast, but what about all the, the states in between, you know? So I think that this model is so special in the fact that it, you know, it accelerates the accelerator. I think that it really reinvents what the point of an accelerator is, um, you know, providing access to these entrepreneurs, no matter where they are. And, and, you know, you hear about all the time that business is going on the Internet. It's, it's going uh, virtual. So what a fantastic way to tap into all of that.
0: Well, now that was my own experience, you know, I started my company in Houston, which is the fourth largest city in the United States. And at the time, we had no resources. And frankly, even today, have really limited resources available to, uh, you know, companies outside of energy or healthcare. And, you know, I, if, if we don't have this in Houston, imagine what's happening to people in the rest of the country. Right. So, it's, you know, I think it really helps level the playing field. And the other, you know, the other piece is the peer engagement component. So we are able to pair together uh, companies who are operating in very similar industries and very similar stages of business, um, but are in very different parts of the world and aren't competing, but can bring together really valuable resources to one another.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk to these entrepreneurs in, in running this Accelerator program, what are some of the biggest problems that you see that um, these entrepreneurs are facing? You know, of course, accessing capital is one of them. But, you know, what, what are some of the greatest concerns that these entrepreneurs have upon entering into uh, Circular Board? For a lot of them, it
0: starts with the business model itself. I think as entrepreneurs, we come up with these ideas and we, we see a need for it and we feel like there is a market. But it's one thing to think of a concept and another to really test it and improve it. And so we help entrepreneurs kind of go through that model and then really navigate what it means to communicate that model to investors and to the media and to key stakeholders. Because everybody has a different interest and it's a lot to, to get inside their minds and really understand where they're coming from and also how they want it to be communicated to. So we we filter through that content so that there isn't that massive learning curve of going out and researching the stuff and, you know, tackling the world of, of Google because it's the content is there, but it's really hard to filter through the good content and, you know, the very kind of anecdotal one-off content. Mm-hmm. So we help to share best practices and uh, streamline that thought process so that it's just a lot more efficient for the entrepreneur.
1: Right. So what stages are these entrepreneurs coming in? Are they, uh, you know, are they, have they already completed some rounds of funding? Um, You know, are they just getting started? Have they, you know, generated revenue yet? Um, What's the, what's the, um, where are they entering?
0: Yeah, so we have two primary criteria. It's very simple. The first is uh, the company must be women-led. And that means you can have a male co-founder certainly, but there must be at least one female founder. And the second is that it has to be a scalable business model. And for us, that means a company that, that we see being able to reach the $10 million revenue mark in the short term. Where, where that means in terms of stage of the company, it, it really runs the gamut. Most of the companies that, that participate in Circular Board are pre-Series A. So they may have gotten some friends and family, some seed capital, Um, But they're about to go kind of tackle that big round. Other companies don't necessarily even need funding or they're finding funding through um, partnership models or, you know, uh, know, joint ventures or different things. And so they may not necessarily be fundraising, but they're they're ready to kind of ramp up and and scale to a national or, or global level. And so we really try to get companies that are right before that ramp up period where they've proven the concept or um, are, are well in their way of proving their concept and are ready to take it to the next stage. That said, we have some companies that are earlier stage um, that have really great teams and track records in prior uh, companies. And then we also have companies that are later stage. So we have a company right now that's uh, you know going through their Series C um, that has, has gone through some massive scaling. So there's they're a little bit on either side, but the, the two core components are female-led and uh, scalable
1: model. So, Carolyn, we were in your first cohort, women investing in women digital, and we had about sixty people in in our in our first class. How many How many are you anticipating for your next class? And how do people find out? We have,
0: yeah, we have five hundred coming into our next class. In Good job, <laughs> yeah. So it's <laughs> it's scaling up. Uh, we're scaling ourselves as, as we are, you know, preaching to everybody else, or we're going through the same thing ourselves. So, it's, a little bit interesting in terms of being, you know, in high growth mode. Um, while we're while we're working with everybody else, who is love that women investing in women was was part of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of that first class. <laughs> you guys are, are certainly one of our success stories. So
1: thank you. Um, thanks for being a part of that, and we're super an proud honor. of everything you guys
0: are doing. It was an
1: honor. Great, Carolyn. Well, I know that the question of how this whole accelerator program works is on everyone's mind. If you are a premium content member then you will get to hear all of that from carolyn but um for right now if you would like to engage with us be sure to go on facebook.com slash women investing or follow us on twitter at women investing thank you to everyone who has listened to our show today you've been listening to women investing in women and girls the show is produced by the state of women radio network the first radio network for women and girls Remember, if you are a, pro- a premium member on the State of Women Radio Network, keep listening in to our fabulous conversation with Carolyn Rods. We have definitely have lots more content to cover. Um, but for right now, I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe. And I'm Anu Bardwaj. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the special premium members segment of Women Investing in Women and Girls. Subscribe
0: to our podcast, join in the conversation on Facebook, and find all of the information you're looking for at thestateofwomen.com.